Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I am so glad that you're here. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is really awesome. I got to speak with my friend Christina Camacho, who is an amazing dancer and also has been doing a lot of great arts advocacy work, creating grants um, for all types of people. There's actually one that is active right now, so make sure that you go check out her Instagram and her website so that you can see all of that information um, and see if you can apply because I know times are tough and the arts are suffering and she's just doing amazing work. So I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. It was really fun to record. Also, make sure you check out the Patreon. I'm really excited that this has just started. We have two patrons. Shout out to Karen and Sophie. You guys are so, so awesome. Um, And the Patreon is really cool in my opinion. There are two tiers. You can be part of the supporter squad um, for only $5 a month, or you could be part of the Dancers Doing Stuff Club member. That's $10 a month. Um, And that money goes to helping me produce this show, get all the supplies, pay for the software. Um, And more importantly, I'm really excited about starting the Dream Grant program for dancers. So once we hit 100 patrons, um, I will start donating $100 every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding. Um, This is just something that I'm really excited about to hopefully give back to the community. And, you know, the perks for the Patreon are really fun. We have Sunday stretch classes twice a month and once a month, a big dance party for all levels. Um, Just trying to encourage people to be creative for fun and take the stress out of it, take the perfectionism out of it. Um, And I just want to create a community where people can just create to create and to exercise that creative muscle um, without all the pressure that we have as dancers and artists uh, with Instagram and making everything perfect and presentable. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you or if you would just like to support me and the show and help dancers in need, Um, that would be amazing if you checked out the Patreon. But enough about that. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dancers Doing Stuff. I know we're starting a little bit later today than normal because I had some crazy tech mishaps. As always, you know, you do like 30 episodes of a show and somehow you still find new things to mess up. So, you know, constantly learning. Um, And I'm just super excited to be here today. And my guest is the amazing Christina Camacho. I always mess that up. But she goes by Macho because like, who wouldn't if that's your last name? Like that's the coolest nickname ever. Um, So she is an amazing dancer, super smart, super talented, has been teaching herself so many new things over this quarantine and also has created so many great opportunities and grants and just amazing, amazing like arts advocacy work for dancers and other artists and people who are just struggling this year. So I'm super excited to get into all of that. Of course, we always like to hype up our guests because not only is she a great person, but she's a great dancer. So I'm very excited. It was hard to pick which video to share, but this one is just so good. Let's check it out. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. 
Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ah, I love that video so much. It's just like so like casually cool. I don't know how to explain it. I wish I had that swag and that energy. So with that, I am so excited to bring in Christina. Let's give a big round of applause. Hi, <laughs> you're so cute. We need the applause because we haven't heard it in a literally a full year now. Like it's almost been a whole year since this whole pandemic started, which is crazy that we're still in this. But thank you That's for being really here. Yeah, literally so depressing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for putting up with all these tech craziness. <laughs> but we made it. We're here. And I'm so excited to get to talk to you. So what we're doing for our craft today, it's a little different. I mean, I keep saying that. We keep February has been a, a month of, of kooky crafts on this show. But we both really love planners and journals and stuff like that. So I thought it would be cool to just kind of talk a little bit about that um, and share like some of our planners and like what we do and especially because it's like almost March a little like a little planner setup situation so I don't know about you but I I bullet journal and I have a passion planner and I have like 400 notebooks what kind of planner stuff do you like oh um, I have my weekly planner that's like all my this is everything you're doing then I have stuff on my phone and then I have my journal that I journal in like almost every night Wow. And then I have a, a, a sketchbook. Amazing. Do you like planning on your phone? That, like, it stresses me out, but I I know that it's good for, like, notifying me for things. But I'm really bad at using digital planners. Yeah, I prefer to write it down because I'm a scratch it out when you do it kind of girl. Yeah. But I do like the, um, what is it, the to-do list on or like the reminders yeah um that's really good for because I will write something and then I'll leave and I won't have my notebook and I'll be like I don't know what the hell I was supposed to be doing so yeah and like especially it's like these planners and notebooks are heavy so it's like really hard I have a like a what's it called like a pen case and I had my students guess how many pens they thought were in the case and everyone guessed a different thing and the, the winner got to pick the song for free stance. There were 36 pens in my pen case. Jeez. There's no Are they need. all different colors? 100%. Like different colors, different brands, highlighters. I have like a like a it's not an exacto knife but it's like kind of an exacto knife but like less intense I like it's too much no one needs that many pens but I just I love planning and color coordinating everything and I know that you also have said that one day you hope to like make your own planner and like office supply stuff do you want it to be like for the everyday person like I want to know more about this dream of yours I know it's a little unconventional because we're not talking dance right away but I just love planners so (laughs) yeah I I have always been like a very I need everything planned I like things organized kind of person Um, I'm very picky about my planners like I don't like when they have too many lines I don't like when there's too much stuff on like one like two sheets together I like a week to be on two sheets so when I pick them out I'm very picky so I it's just something I thought about this year um just creating like some kind of line of my own like planners and bullet journals and different like organizational and even like almost self-care kind of physical things um and my sister is very artistic and in terms like she can draw I can't really draw I can fake draw um same same and I (laughs) I got her a bullet journal for Christmas and the stuff she's done with it is absolutely nuts so I was like okay we just have to combine forces and like create this line that will eventually come out but I I have 
I always have too many goals at one time. So I was like, that's going to be a down the line. Yeah, I feel that. And I mean, that's perfect. You could plan it. You could put it in your planner. (laughs) I know I watch like so many bullet journal videos on YouTube and just like the things people do. Sometimes I get intimidated, but I think it's okay if you're not like a super great artist. I'll show like what I usually do. So I sometimes I get a little too crazy. I make it and I don't use it, which is a problem with bullet journaling that I have. So, like, for February, I did this, like, cute spread with even, like, a little, like, pocket. Oh, my gosh. It's mostly just stickers. It was but that's mo- so it's, cute. It's mostly stickers. But then what I like to do, so um, I usually like to do for, like, the, the month page, I do, I try to do, like, a little artistic thing. And then I started doing this, which I didn't fill out at all this last month, but I have, like, a to-do list. And then a to buy list because I'm always like, oh, I need light bulbs. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need this. And then I'm like, oh, I need to do this. Then I made a health tracker because like I thought I was going to work out. Did I work out in February? No, that's fine. You know, you live and you learn. But then when I like to use my bullet journal, so I use my passion planner for like planning my day. And then Mm -hmm. what I try to use my bullet journal is for more like reflecting and journaling. So I draw out like these little boxes for the week so that I have a little space for each day to write my like reflection. Um, I was doing like morning pages with the artist way. So I was doing like two full pages a day and I used like too many notebooks. So I was like, I can't keep that up. But I think I might want it for March do like one page a day maybe. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. So what does your like planner setup look like? I was gonna say your bullet journal is much cuter than mine. That's what like, I wanna get into bullet journals because it's like, it looks so fun, but I just am too much of a perfectionist that if I mess up, I'm gonna wanna throw the whole book away. So my journal is more like I'm scribbles. This is a new one because I generally go through like a journal a year, but it's just, so it's mostly like writing. Wow. It's do you it's give yourself anything. prompts or do you just like kind of free write? Usually free write. I mean, I have given myself a prompt before or sometimes I should have gone to get my last year's journal because um, that one I have like some poems or I did a couple mm. like writing workshops. So I did like IG writing workshop. Um, if I'm choreographing something, you will tell because I'll have like scribbles or like um, boxes of like an idea of what I want, like the camera like to see. staging like and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. cool. This, one, this one's mostly just reflections, I guess, because that's all that's happened <laughs> so yeah. far this year. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I think it's been a really big year for reflecting and journaling and planning. So I know it's like a little different than like, obviously we're not going to like journal on camera right now, but I, right, think right. That, <laughs> I think that it's a really, I'm a call to the audience to maybe like tonight or I don't know, do you like to journal more at night or do you like to journal more in the morning typically at night just because it's like my way to like decompress everything I put like I use my little um what's this called insight timer that people I think most people use for meditation Uh so that's like my meditation but if I am having like a bad morning or I wake up and I already feel like overwhelmed I write just so that I can get it out of my body and then like kind of restart my day I have (laughs) I have really weird dreams almost every night so sometimes I feel like my dreams trickle into my real life and I wake up still feeling however I felt and if I write it down then it's just like cleansing almost and then it lets me start do you have like really vivid dreams like crazy things like are they like full-on movies in your head yeah sometimes they're so weird I can't even explain like I just can't verbally explain what's happened I've had dreams that are so real. I woke up and I thought I was still in them. Like once like I got a boyfriend mad at me because of what I started saying. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you did this. And he was like, no, I didn't. And it just, I thought I was still, like, I thought it was real. There was no crossover. So they can be very vivid. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I I wanted, I should do like a poll of like dancers and creatives to see like if they have like really crazy dreams or like I've had dreams where I like fully dream 
an entire musical like with overhead cameras it's like a full-on movie in my head with like dancing I'll wake up like humming a song that like doesn't exist in real life but it disappears so fast like I wish I could just record it because I'm like I've dreamt some really cool movies but but they don't come true and like with like acrobats and like synchronized swimmers in a pool of a fountain like it's crazy so I wonder like I wonder if that's common for dancers and stuff to like dream movement I wonder it would be cool to find out how many people how many people do that (laughs) yeah you know that's one thing I realized I don't dream about I'll dream about people I've met like through dance or dance situations like about an audition but I don't actually dream about the dancing itself which I don't think I realize until the right this second whoa that is interesting I've, I've had both I've had both situations that's so cool. So yeah, so this is like our call. We're obviously not going to journal live, but we are big promoters of journaling. Whether it's cute or ugly, I think it's really helpful. I used to journal more at night, but then once I did the, the artist way and you're like supposed to do morning pages, now it feels kind of like I haven't found like a rhythm yet now that I finished it. So sometimes I do the morning, sometimes I do night, but I love that. So Let's get into dance stuff because you are an incredible dancer. I mean, just like looking at that that one clip, like, oh, I just love the way you move. And I would love to know a bit about like your dance upbringing. Oh, um, where do we start? <laughs> well, where are you from? So I'm from Maryland, like right outside D.C. I didn't start like for real dancing until high school. Yeah, I took wow. like one one class when I was 13. I was a soccer player, so. Okay, so always like, like an athlete, always a mover. Yeah, um, and then my, my mom, actually, I remember now. My mom, um, after we watched Honey, bought us these DVDs. One of them was Tina Landon's Behind the Moves. So it was essentially like what we're doing now, but before it was a thing. Um, so she like would teach dance, like her choreography to whatever hot music videos were at the time. And then I would just be in the living room, like learning all the choreography. Um, so Christina Aguilera's All I Want Is You. Oops, I did it again. Samantha Mumba, if you take it back that far. Like oh I know gosh. all of those, I still know all those choreography, all the choreography from those videos. That's amazing. But, um, <laughs> but so then, and then it was just like, that was a thing. It happened. And then in high school, I just was like, you know, I want to get back into dance because I would like choreograph my friends like um, for indoor recess or whatever. Like the time that sticks out is um, so in D.C. we had we went through something called the sniper attacks. This was like a couple, back in. Oh, I don't even remember what year I was in like fifth grade. Mm. Some dude was just randomly not to get morbid, but some there was a sniper in our area. And so we had Insane. to have indoor indoor recess and every day for like a couple weeks. And so we just made up dances. And so from that, I was like, you know, I think I like dancing. And then I got um, more serious. Like I started taking classes in high school and then in college, I was like, yeah, I'm, I wanna do this seriously. So I uh, picked up the dance major and I joined dynamic dance team, which was the hip hop team on campus cool so were you always like focused on hip-hop and like street jazz and all of that yeah that was what felt most comfortable to me um so when I started taking like more technique classes in high school it was very I was like a junior senior with these like freshman eighth graders in some classes and I was like this is awkward Uh, um it was it was weird but then in the hip-hop classes like I was the probably I mean (laughs) no I'm gonna just claim it I was one of like the best people at the studio yeah so it was it was a weird dynamic and then even in college um that was the first time I'd ever taken modern dance and my advisor was like you know maybe you should consider dropping the major because we didn't have dance as a minor and I was like okay and then uh fast forward like senior year I was what's called a Kappa scholar so like 
I was getting a to I was a scholarship on scholarship because of my dance department wow. accomplishment. That is so crazy, and I think that's something that I hope changes in the like collegiate dance world. Is that like, yeah? Th- I mean, there's so there's been so many discussions at least during this pandemic, which I think has been great to like hear people talk about this. But like how it's absurd that modern and ballet are required, and then like jazz and hip hop and tap are like electives, and it's like why do we have just well obviously we we have it because of the institutionalized racism but like it's just it's absurd that like these styles are not seen as equal when they both have such high level skills you can be all different levels of all different styles and like it's just so frustrating in college settings where you only learn such a small amount of dance at a higher education level but i could talk about that for a long time but <laughs> I was going to say, it, and it's not even just schools. It trickles into even arts programming and then yeah. beyond. You you graduated from college, and did you come right to New York right after that? No, I didn't. Um, so when I graduated, I have to think back now. <laughs> I feel like my memory is losing. Same. Um, so I graduated, and I worked for a little bit just teaching dance. Um, and I was on a company here called Culture Shock. So I was performing with them. We would travel and I was teaching. So it was like a good balance. Initially, I actually wanted to go to L.A. Mm. Then I went to visit L.A. And right after I went to visit New York and I was like, I actually want to go to New York. So I started preparing everything for that. Um, but at the same time, I, so I had been working for a couple of years and I was preparing to make this move. But first I had gotten this internship working abroad, um, teaching dance in Spain. So I so like cool. saved money for that, went and did that for a couple months. It was awesome. I came back and I was like, all right, I'm going to pack up my stuff and go to New York. Then on a Thursday night, one night in D.C., um, I was hit by a drunk driver and they ran, o- like physically ran over my body and like drove away. Like your entire body? Like my ribs. Like they drove over my upper body oh my Um, god I never knew this yeah it's a a little known fact um yeah so I was on bed rest for a couple weeks my arms my limbs were totally fine uh it was just my ribs and my spleen so I was in the hospital for a couple days and then on bed rest for like two months I think almost three and then so it like completely derailed all of my plans like the progress I felt like I had made and then I attended Rock the Industry so that happened September 2017 I went to Rock the Industry December 2017 and then I moved to New York uh in April 2018 wow so that's been a journey that's amazing I had no idea and they never found the person and like no they found her so (laughs) Oh God. <laughs> uh, she, had, she had actually hit somebody else's car before she hit me, um, and they chased her, so they found her. Oh, my God. Well, it's amazing that you survived that. I can't even imagine literally getting run over by a car and then still being a professional dancer afterwards. Like, Yeah, I kind of forget that it happens. It's one thing to, like, break your foot or, like, get bursitis in your elbow, but, like, to literally get run over by a car and then to survive that and like get even stronger and better at dancing afterwards, that is like, I'm giving you applause. <laughs> because you get more applause because you're so strong. That is amazing. So what are some of the things that you've really loved dancing in New York since you moved here? Like what's like one of your favorite opportunities that you've had? Oh, that's so hard. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like my my biggest ones all happened in the same year, like right before COVID. Um, I'm going to pick two. Um, okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I really love doing Candace Brown's Soul Spot. Um, I knew moving to New York that I wanted to like be in some kind of production of her. So it was amazing that she decided to do one and host auditions for it the next year. Um, And that was just really fun being in rehearsals with everyone and just seeing like the creative process. And then it was over like in a matter of days. So I was really like missing that feeling. And then right after um, I did the VMAs with Ava Max. 
So I was very lucky. Like my favorite things happen like back to back. That's so cool. I feel like it's like once you're in that kind of path and you're like putting out that energy of like standing in like I am doing this. This is what I'm loving. Like those opportunities come and it's so frustrating that like everything shut down right after that and like it kind of like changed everything. But I'm sure that I'm sure that there's always a silver lining and you've done so many cool things during this pandemic. So before we get into that, I would love to play our first game. All right. That was very loud. Apologies to anyone. So it is time for Would You Rather. And don't worry, none of these are too, too crazy because they're a prepackaged game. So they can't be like too scandalous. But let's hope that I get one that is one that we haven't. I tried to shuffle them, and then sometimes I still pick ones that are repeats. And I I think I'm going to have to start, like, asking people to submit would-you-rathers because I've gone through too many of these already. Okay, let's see what we get. Would you rather have the hiccups for two hours every day or fight off a horse-sized swan every time you go to the restroom? Oh, I'm going to say this one because eventually I feel like it's going to get tired of me. So I'll Yeah, and you'll one. get so strong fighting a swan that's the size of a horse every day. Right. That's almost like boxing practice. Like You won't have to cross train. That's it. Right. You're good. Okay, let me find another one. Would you rather have all soft and fluffy textures feel like sandpaper when you touch them or feel dizzy every time you lie down? Oh, what counts as a soft texture? Like, does my bed count as a soft texture? Yep. Uh, like, even, like, your clothes. Even my clothes. Yeah, no, then I'd rather just be dizzy. I know what that feels like because <laughs> I've had some crazy nights, so I, I can deal. You fall asleep eventually. Yeah, exactly. It's not, like, it's not like you're not able to fall asleep because you're dizzy. You just feel dizzy when you lie down and then knock out. Right. Okay, last one. Would you rather never be able to open your mouth or have to walk backwards everywhere? Backwards. I like to talk. <laughs> and then, like, you wouldn't be able to eat either. Like, that would just be so Oh, hard. I wasn't even thinking about that. What? Yeah, I can't give up pizza. No, absolutely And, not. which we're going to get into, you wouldn't be able to do your voiceover stuff, which is something that I'm so excited <laughs> to talk to you about because... This has been something, so I have taken a bunch of voiceover classes over the past few years, and I still am too scared to put myself out there and submit myself for anything. So when I saw that you were doing voiceover stuff, I was like, it's a sign. And I would love to talk with you about that and just like how you got into it and what your experience with voiceover has been like. Yeah, um, so I have wanted to be a cartoon character voice not even like I have a specific like voice or tool bag of like this is these are all the people I can sound like but I just love I grew up on Disney movies and so I've always wanted to be the voice of a Disney character um or like you know Nickelodeon Cartoon Network like I'm not I'm not not discriminating will take any job yeah um and I I remember I had been on like couple of my vision boards like maybe 2012 or something but I n- just never knew anything about it and I was like oh that'll just be something I do like once I'm famous because <laughs> uh, they they give you anything once you're famous Literally. but but then um I had said to a friend like this is something I'm interested in and I just kept saying that like never did anything about it but just put it out there and then Aurelia, um, shout out to her, Dynamic Fam, uh, posted that she had been doing voiceovers and that she had this whole, like, VOD community. And so I, like, made it a goal for 2021 that um, I was going to do it. So I joined and, like, t- did a couple classes. I bought some. Uh, my sister gifted me, like, a mic bundle, which I'm actually going to have to upgrade because it's, <laughs> it's not up to snuff. But... Oh, no. uh, but it just, it got me started at least. Like I yeah. started taking classes. I do um, a class once a week with this guy, Chris Grant, who's like absolutely amazing. And then I try to submit um, at least like five submissions a day. 
This is actually my booth back here. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have a booth? That is like goals. I'm like so yeah. jealous. Have you, how do you? isn't that good, but. I mean, but you got to start somewhere, you know? And like, that's yeah. so great that you actually like, you're starting it and you're doing it. Like for me, I'm like, I've taken like, so like, I think I started taking classes like maybe three or four years ago and I have not submitted to a single audition yet that's crazy it's why so bad it's because I think part of me is like I don't have a demo done so I'm like oh like all the ones on backstage are like submit your demo submit your demo and I'm like oh it's so expensive to start to make a demo like to make one with the teacher I was doing it was gonna be like over like it was gonna be like 600 bucks and I was like I don't have money right now and like it's crazy how expensive it is to like get in a professional booth if you want to do it that way but like you can totally DIY it and I don't know why I'm having done it so maybe I'll do it right after I talk to you tonight I'm gonna do it but I don't know it's it's crazy but what kind of places do you submit to do you do like the voices.com and the voices one two three and all of that stuff yeah so I ponied up and paid for the subscription for voices.com yeah uh, just banking on the idea that okay if i book like four jobs for a hundred dollars like uh, it'll pay for itself yeah but uh so i'm doing that and i just go it like i go in like read the copy do all the little exercises and then record it and send it and then i just don't look at it again like once it's once it's gone that's it that's amazing so have you booked anything yet i know you like just started no, not yet. Um, not yet. I I feel like I've ju- maybe like as of last week just started getting into like what like taking the right approach to reading the script. Mm. Um, and I I really do think I need to upgrade my mic because when I listen back to it, I'm like, oh, there's like a lot of other sounds. Right. And- it's crazy what people do, I don't think realize with voiceover is like a lot of times it's literally people are recording these like big national commercials like in their closet under a blanket. I mean, not yeah. not the big, big people, but like, you know, it is very much like sometimes you're even editing it by yourself. Like there's so many skills that you have to learn when you get into to voiceover, which is crazy. It's not just yeah, talking. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Like I went in being, I think that's part of why I wanted to do it too, because as dancers, we're like speaking with our bodies, but we don't really have to vocally say anything. And I was just like, this is another way for me to just practice, like putting myself out there, using my voice as opposed to just like showing up physically. Um, And then I, what I actually like about the audition process is they can't see me. So I just say it and like, you'll never know who I am. Versus at a dance audition, like part of what you're being judged on is do you fit the look of whatever this job is? which is I went through a whole like identity crisis of like what, you know, what, where do I fit? What's my look? And then how does that make me feel about myself? So it's almost nice to be behind the curtain. Yeah, that is so, so true. So another thing that you've been up to, I know you taught yourself to play drums or you've been learning drums. That is so cool. The video that you, <laughs> I, I need to post that on the Instagram, the video of you playing drums because like, you're really good. Like you had all these different sounds happening and I was very impressed. <laughs> I feel like it's like by nature a little bit, like as dancers, we have good ear or most Hopefully. of us have a good ear. <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> and there's like a sense of coordination. Um, I've always, that's another thing. This, this year, like 2020 to 2021 has been just do everything you've always wanted to do. So I've always wanted to play the drums. Um, even as like a little kid, I just never did it for whatever reason. Uh, and that was also on one of my vision boards. I was like, I'm going to learn to play the drums. I had actually taken my first lesson last year, right before pandemic. And I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. I'll, this will be my hobby. And then everything shut down. Um, yep. So I was staying with my sister in Buffalo. And as a birthday gift to myself, I bought um, the electric, an electric set so that I could pack it up and bring it with me wherever I go. And I was just like learning off of an app. So I like low key know how to read music. Um, so and then cool. 
I used like a YouTube tutorial and now I'll like listen to a song and I'll just see if I can figure out like what drums that they're using or like which wow. which percussive instrument they're using. And I'm sure that's going to help you in dance and you're probably hearing music in a whole new way now. So when you go to class, it's it's going to totally open up a new way of thinking and approaching the dance. I love that. I think actually it was the other way around. I think because really? one of my one of my strengths as a um, dancer is my ear. Like I can usually hear everything in a song, Ooh. which I think is why I wanted to play the drums. Um, and then even actually before I started dancing, I did step. So at my middle school, we okay. had a step team. Oh my gosh, and, at your middle school? That is so cool. Yeah. So, um, body girls, first place, <laughs> all out. of our competitions. Um, but so I like learned about like percussion and, and beats and rhythm. So tr like that trickled into dance cause I already had that kind of foundation. And then when I switched to like drums, I was like, oh, well I already know how to keep rhythm. I already know how to do all of this. So it don't, I think it like fast tracked me. Nice. I mean, you have a great year. Whenever you dance, I'm just like, oh, thank you. The, po the pocket, as they say, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's deep within you. But <laughs> so another thing that I would love to get into is your work with creating grants and all of this arts advocacy that you've been doing during the pandemic. And I'm not sure if you've been doing it before, but tell everyone about this because I've been so impressed and just inspired and amazed at everything that you've been doing. So take it away. <laughs> oh, um, well, I don't know that I was necessarily doing anything direct pre-pandemic. I've always been involved in the arts in some capacity, like whether I was performing or choreographing or teaching. Um, I did a little bit of like arts admin. Oh, well, yeah, I did arts administration, like internships. Um, and then I worked at Ailey and now I work at Lincoln Center. And so I've always been like kind of towing the line, um, doing both creative and administration stuff. And I, I, I don't know, every, all these programming things or like casting calls or even just industry things like dancers aren't usually getting paid very well. This is very like common fact. Um, and so I was just thinking about how lucky that I was that my part-time job like still kept me on and I could still like save money. But I was thinking about how many arts workers were displaced. And I've always wanted to create some kind of like foundation or coalition for artists. I just thought that it would be like way further down the road and it was just one day I was like walking home from the grocery store and I was like I wonder if there's something that I could do right now to help and so it just like started a snowball like oh well I could raise money well how can I raise money oh I can do this well what if I include this these people and blah 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 and it just like started to build and build I didn't really know if it was going to go anywhere I thought like maybe a few people would throw some money my way and be like here like we feel bad for you um <laughs> But I like got a lot of friends involved, like asked them questions about, um, like asked a friend about fundraising, asked a friend about websites. I really tried to like reach out to my network, which is not something that I always do. And as soon as I posted the video, uh, I like my Venmo started blowing up like within maybe an hour. And then uh, we raised the, we raised enough money. We raised, so my goal, my initial goal was, I think 500. I was like, let me keep it um, conservative because I don't even know if anybody's gonna donate anything. Everyone is strapped for cash. So like, why are they gonna donate money? And I think we made a thousand in nine hours. And then, so that gave me enough money to give two grants. So the first grant went out already, it was this girl, Jasmine, she's from the DMV and she is a playwright and director. So shout out to her. Uh, but it that was really so fun. Cool. Like it was awesome seeing the community support first off and then just like gathering all of these different artists. So I um, asked a bunch of different judges from different areas on the East Coast, like someone from Philly, someone from uh, New York, someone from 
a few people from Maryland and just gathered them and had them review the different uh, applications and then like discuss it. And it was very interesting because I've been on the application side. I've applied for a number of grants and I just don't think artists realize A, that they are out there, like there are as many as there are and B, that they are attainable. So then the same people start getting the same grants. So I really wanted to kind of like reach out to as many people outside of my immediate community as possible and get them to bring other people in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have another one soon. I'm just trying to finalize like judges and things. Yeah. So what is what first, what is it called? I know you have, it has a a name. I didn't even say it. So share like the name and then like how people can find it. Yeah, that's also awful marketing on my part. Um, It's called the Amplify Grant. So it is directed for BIPOC artists. The first round was for age 18 to 23. Yeah, obviously, like, there is a marginalized group of people, groups of people who either haven't received the same amount of funding or are just, like, underserved. And so this was really just honed in on that group of people and making sure that we I can't say even the playing field because it was like a very minor, it was a mini grant, but showing some kind of like support. And it was really great because the community just showed out for it. Yeah, I think that's so great, especially because it's like so many people are wondering, especially like since the summer when like, thank goodness people have become more, I guess, I hate saying like woke, but like it seems to be that like, more people than normal are really thinking about the bigger picture and thinking about all these injustices and like it's gonna take a lot of people but a lot of people don't know what's something actually tangible that I can do I can read all this stuff I can work on how I present to the world and myself and how I talk but you creating this was such a tangible way that people could actually really make a difference and like it might be small now, but like it is a stepping stone that is really like $500 can really make a difference in someone's life. So like that is so, so great and so smart on your part to start this and set this in motion because it is so needed. So I was so impressed when I saw that. I just love it. So yeah. everyone check it out. Is it on your on your website? I have your website listed yeah. below. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's under... If, so actually, before I even did the grant, I just created a database. I was thinking about, there's all this money. How do we get, how do I get my friends paid, basically? Like, I'm trying to get the people I know paid. Yeah. And so it started off with that. So if you go on my website, there's a tab that says artists for artists or artists x artists. And it's just, uh, I'm going to be frank, I have not updated that. Um, it was, it's just like split up into different categories, like what grants are coming up, um, what should you look out for? And then resources, like here's some definitions that you'll need to know. Um, here's some people you can talk to. Like I have a friend who does resumes and you always need, almost always need to submit a resume. Um, so it started off with that. And then I was like, how can I expand? So the grant information is probably not actually clickable yet, but it will be under that same tab, um, like artists for artists. And then if you click over, it says amplify grant. So cool. So yeah, I check love it out. That. that is so good. So do you have, I mean, you are very busy, but do you have any other passions outside of dance and outside <laughs> of the things that we talked about already that you would love to share with the world? <laughs> That I want some things I'm working on. I'm not ready to share, um, but there's like just stuff with programming. I'm trying to kind of merge the my experiences. So my experiences as an artist and my experiences in administration. So that's like kind of where the grant stuff came from. So now I'm trying to also like shift into programming stuff a little bit. So hopefully that information will come to fruition soon. Honestly, my problem is I need to do less projects. I think, <laughs> you know, but every I single project get, you do is like so cool and you do it so well. So like, but then don't I feel stop. like I, I, I dissipate all my energy into all these places instead of like giving focus to one thing at a time. Um, mm. So I'm trying to manage that a little bit better so that I'm not a spreading myself too thin. And then also I don't want to be like a, a jack of all trades in that it to the point where I'm not like a hundred percent proficient in 
any of them. If yeah. that makes sense. I feel that. Like I don't I don't want to not meet my potential in the things that I could be working on because mm-hmm. I'm working on so many things. Yeah. That's something I definitely I definitely need to work on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, especially with the like this hustle lifestyle, like everybody has seven side jobs. Like yeah. it's hard not to be. And but I just I'm like I, to... I get so excited about so many different things, and I'm like, wait, yeah. I haven't finished this one other thing. I need, but I want to do everything. It's like I want to do every style of dance. I want to learn every type of craft. I want to do every like. It's just craziness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think right now my goal is like listing out my my like immediate goals, my long term goals, and then where does everything fall in between? Mm. Which fits very nicely into our planner talk before. <laughs> Aha, full circle. Yes, amazing. Well, it's time for our second game, Me, my little. <laughs> so we have our questions. I'm going to randomly pick from each color. Let's see. All right, here we go. Here we go. Pick a color. Pink. If you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? Oh. <sighs> I really love Spain. I thought about when I was there, I thought about just staying and doing like a year there. So I'm going to say either Barcelona or somewhere in the UK. Mm. Just that there's still like a, a good art scene out there. Yeah. I love that. Okay, next color. Orange. Is that orange? <laughs> yeah. Well, secretly for me, it's green. So it's a little crazy. Oh. It's, a, it's a game for me too. Um have you ever laughed so hard a beverage shot out of your nose? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know how old I was. Uh, we were we were eating dinner, and my like dad said something stupid, and as I I had like spaghetti, and as I like was taking my drink of water, it was just like shot out oh because God. I was laughing, and I got in trouble because like you're not allowed to laugh that hard at the dinner table. <laughs> Well, then don't be so funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that. Okay. It was that I couldn't stop laughing. That was the issue. But, like, I love those moments. I haven't had one of those moments in a long time. That's what I want after this pandemic, to just, like, gut laugh for Oh, I thought you meant for stuff to come out of your (laughs) nose. No, I'm okay if if everything stays in my nose. (laughs) Okay, next color blue who has been your biggest influence that's a hard one uh i don't know if my answer is gonna be corny that's okay say it um my mom just because she is like the most selfless hardest working kindest but still like spicy person um she was a teacher for i don't even know how many years um she always she does like volunteer work in her spare time and she is a cancer survivor of many types of cancer so she is like she's super woman yeah like you can't get any better oh my gosh that's amazing and that's not a corny answer i love that answer okay (laughs) okay last question of these what is your least favorite word moist yeah not a fan of moist. I feel like that's a basic answer, but I also no, don't but like the word gross. I don't like the word brain either. Brain, like what's inside our head. Yeah. I think for the same for the same reason. Like I just imagine it like a brain. Like, like all like yeah. wet and wet and gushy. Yeah, and it's, like, it's all moist. <laughs> yeah, our brains are pretty moist, right? Hopefully. If they're not, oh. then we'll yeah, let's we'll move on from that. <laughs> so the last question that I ask everyone is what brings out your most creative self? There's no wrong answer. <laughs> I don't even know if I have an answer. Like, it's almost, <laughs> I don't want to say, like, not disappointment, but just, like, anytime I feel like I'm overwhelmed or just, like, up to here with whatever, just having kind of, like, a blank page or, like, an open area is kind of gives you opportunity for whatever. Like, literally anything can happen. And... I feel like that's when I'll just say artists in general, like create their best stuff. Like I know a lot of teachers have said when you are feeling sad or angry or 
hurt, that's when you should create because that's when it's going to feel like the most real or raw and authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's frustrating because those are the times you want to do nothing. But I think that that would be, it kind of like unlocks the most uh, opportunity for creativity. Mm, I love that. Amazing. Well, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? What's the best way to get in touch? You can uh, follow me. I was like, what is my Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Underscore C Macho. Uh, You can also see my website, Christina Dash Camacho, specifically if you want to book me or um, if you want to like any grant information that will be coming out soon hopefully like within the next few weeks I'm excited about my potential judges and it'll be a very small amount of people amount of applications accepted so I'm gonna put that out there that's very exciting and then of course make sure that you follow dancers doing stuff on Instagram and subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, Essentially Haley. It's not dancers doing stuff. It's Essentially Haley. <laughs> um, and then if you want to follow me for my personal stuff, you can find me on Instagram at Haley Grove. Um, and, yeah, I'm super excited to just check out your website. Definitely everyone check out the grant resources and all of that information. And I'm definitely going to share a video of you playing drums because it's so good. <laughs> I'm obsessed and I'm probably going to watch the video of you dancing again like five times after we end this because it's just, oh, I love when you just, you, I don't know how you do it. It's like, ooh, ooh, I just, I can't even do it. I can't do it. And I swear I'm a dancer, but it just, it just looks like it feels good when you dance. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. But amazing. Thank you so, so much for being here. And this was so fun. Thanks for having me, and happy belated. Oh, yes. My birthday was yesterday. I didn't mention it. Thank you. I was going to bring a cupcake and be like, happy birthday, but uh, we don't have any. So True. I made an ice cream cake, and I didn't eat it because it was too late by the time I got everything together. So maybe I'll do that now. That's my my plan for (laughs) post-recording. Amazing. Well, thank you again so, so much and have a great night.